This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, January 3rd, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. The headlines read that the White House would be an ideas factory under a President Gingrich. If that isn't troubling enough, Gingrich's ideas about the separation of powers may send chills down your spine. At best, says Cato Institute Vice President for Legal Affairs Roger Pilon, Gingrich is mightily confused about the Constitution. In his 21st century contract with America, he has a long section, Chapter 9, in which he goes after the judiciary. In particular, his target is judicial supremacy, which stands for the idea that the court has the final say as to what the Constitution means. Now, that's a very old notion in American constitutional thought. It's implicit in a written constitution. It was made explicit in the Federalist Papers in great detail. And it was made explicit and secured by the Supreme Court itself in 1803 in Marbury v. Madison. So there's nothing extraordinary about the idea that the court has the final say as to what the Constitution means. Indeed, under the separation of powers, that's one of its main functions. That's true at that moment at which the court is deciding it. But of course, people have recourse to make uh, changes to uh, written constitutions. The courts tell us what the Constitution means, but we can decide what it actually says. Well, if we don't like what the Constitution says, according to the court, then of course we can amend it. But Newt says that that's a very difficult process, and he's right. And he's right also that the court doesn't always get it right. Indeed, more often than many of us uh, would like to believe, it gets it wrong oftentimes. And so his idea is that what we can do is either ignore what the court has said, or we can call the judges in on the congressional carpet and upbraid them for their opinions. Indeed, remember that that's what President Obama did in his State of the Union address when he chided the court for their decision in the campaign finance case, Citizens United, as the justices sat there and in that context could say nothing. Well, conservatives were outraged by that, and yet here's Newt calling for the same thing in reverse. And of course, one other thing that he has suggested is abolishing whole circuits as the Ninth Circuit, for example. Now, I'll be the first to admit that the Ninth Circuit has handed down some pretty strange opinions, but that's why we have judicial review, and they're often reversed by the Supreme Court. In fact, in a recent term, 20 of 22 cases from the Ninth Circuit that the court decided to review were reversed. So we already have a process in place for that. But what we've got here is essentially a play to the conservative base, those people who have, let's admit it, a rather thin understanding of the Constitution and of the separation of powers. After all, the Supreme Court and the lower courts are there in part to check the political branches, to ensure that the actions of Congress are consistent with the doctrine of enumerated powers, with the idea that they have only limited powers, and to ensure that they don't exceed those powers. And further, to check them to make sure that if they do 
exercise one of their enumerated powers, or if the state exercises one of its powers, they do so in consistent, consistent with the rights that we have, both enumerated and unenumerated. And if the court finds a statute or an action by the executive branch or by the states to be unconstitutional, its obligation, its duty is to uphold the Constitution and to find that unconstitutional. Indeed, this is exactly the, the issue that is before the country today with respect to Obamacare. If the court upholds Obamacare, excuse me, are we to imagine that Newt Gingrich is urging the political branches to ignore the uh, court if the court finds Obamacare to be unconstitutional? That's implicitly what he is saying. The real complaint from Newt Gingrich seems to be all of this stuff about separation of powers and judicial review, that's all well and good, except it doesn't result in us getting what we want soon enough. Yes, there is a very real sense in which Newt is politicizing the Constitution. He's saying that if the court doesn't reach the decision that the political branches like, the political branches can ignore it. Well, that's simply ignoring the Constitution. In fact, in CBS's Face the Nation, Bob Schieffer asked him about the Obamacare situation, and he said, well, if the court uh, finds, the, uh, finds Obamacare to be unconstitutional, yes, President Obama could ignore it, but then the Congress would step in. Well, of course, the Congress might not always be in the hands of the opposition party. In fact, what he went on to say was that if two of the three branches oppose the court, then, of course, they can ignore. But, of but he went on to say that if two branches oppose the other, then that will settle the matter. Well, the problem there is that every case that reaches the Supreme Court as a challenge to the constitutionality of the statute before the court is one in which two branches have already agreed. Namely, the Congress has passed the bill and the president has signed it. So you've already got two to one. And so by implication, what Newt is saying is that without any limiting principle, any challenge to the court can be overridden by the political branches. That, of course, is a prescription for the absence of a constitution or, if you prefer, for the politicization of the constitution, reducing it purely to a political document, not a legal document. Roger Pallon is the Vice President for Legal Affairs at the Cato Institute. You can read more on the 2012 race and individual liberty at Cato.org. <laughs>